0: but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.
1: Okay, now, just so you know, I'm on speaker right now. I'll take it off speaker and see if you can notice any difference. Okay. Okay, now I'm not on speaker. can it make any difference?
0: No. No. Okay,
1: good. I'm going to
0: stay on that. No, that's fine. Okay I, think, okay. I think we're good to go here. Let me just double-check the file. And I have some documents in
1: front of me that I, I can read from and just kind of show everybody the lies and what happened and how how absolutely, utterly corrupt this became. But it, And it wasn't from Dr. Gold. It was from the other people on the board.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I had a, her. One of her agents tried to set me up with her, and I didn't really follow through because I didn't want to get involved in the controversy with on her from her perspective. So, when you yeah. talk to her again, <clears throat> would you give her my number? I sure. would like. I would like to interview her. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, going three, two. One. Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that's freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And we got a show today that, you know, we promote a lot of controversy here because we want to wake people up as to what the criminality that's ruling over our country. Today we're going to do some things that we think might de-escalate. Uh, some of the hyperbole that you hear on shows with conflicts. So and we've got uh, Sheriff Richard Mack on with us, and we're going to be talking about uh, Simone Gold and some differences that were there and now how these things tend to be... Uh, uh, shall we say uh, mitigated uh, for the betterment of everybody and I've known Sheriff Mack for a long time. He first appeared on my show in 2007 so that's a 16 year history and when I heard this uh, nonsense that he had embezzled this and done that wrong I knew right away this was garbage I, I didn't even need to know the facts because number one I know he doesn't need the money and number two Uh, I I know a little bit about his character, that he wouldn't stoop to those depths. And so I've wanted to get him on for some time, but we've both been traveling, so now today we've accomplished that. But before we join Sheriff Mac, I need to let you know, um, I just interviewed on the TV side my really good friend Bob Griswold. And Bob detailed yet another attack on the food supply. And we're up to eight major attacks on the food supply right now. And I'm not going to go through all eight. I just want to say this. You better have food, water, guns, gold, ammo, natural medicine, tools, a Bible, and a copy of the Constitution as some allies. Because what's coming our way is really, really ugly. I'm hopeful we can stop it. But you better start preparing to adapt and that means having a storable food supply and we represent My Patriot Supply, and in my humble opinion they're number one in the nation which is why I represent them they've kept their prices down they've got sales and specials they've got 2,000 calories per day they offer because remember you're eating to survive at that level you're not on a diet and also they have uh, restaurant quality food 25 year shelf life and lots of diversity breakfast, lunch and dinner so you won't get sick of eating the same things over and over so, please, please, please don't count on a Biden breadline to feed you. So, go to foodwithdave.com, foodwithdave.com. And another element, too, that fits into our survival mode is I'm a representative of Noble Gold. I've been selling for them for six years. I've been a customer for five. So, as I make this FTC required disclosure, I want to put this in perspective. Past investments are no guarantee of future investments, and every investment carries an inherent risk. We all know that. But what Nova Gold will do is they'll take advantage of the fact that you need to have most of your money out of the bank now because they're in trouble. And the Dodd-Frank Law says they can bail in. Dodd-Frank Law 2010 means they can take your retirement if it's connected to the bank. They can take your bank accounts. So what Noble Gold will help you do is to separate from the bank's control over your resources and back it up with precious metals. Gold was number one last year in value. Number in This year, for the second year in a row, it's also number one. Silver is on its heels. So I'm imploring you to take a long look at this. I've done it. I'm a customer, and I'm telling you, when the banks start going down, there's 190 on the watch list. And when the banks start going down, a lot of you are not going to get your money because you're not a Democratic donor. You're not engaged in climate change technology development. You're not part of big tech. So they're going to say, to heck with you. So please, please, please let me send you a no-obligation electronic information package so you can make an informed decision to save your nest egg. And it doesn't matter whether it's 5000 or $5 million. We all don't want to give up to the banks what we have worked so hard to acquire so go to davehodgesgold.com that's davehodgesgold.com and we'll send you a no obligation no pressure information packet and then there'll be the number on there for you to call noble gold in other words, they don't pressure people. They say, "Here's here we are, here's what we offer, but we're not going to pressure you. This is why I love them. I mean, they're the best mm-hmm. customer service I've ever been a part of. Anyway, Richard Mack has a long history um, of um, helping sheriffs understand their constitutional duties to their constituents. And he teaches them how to stand up to federal authority, which is why I think he's been targeted. Um, you know, Richard, before we start in, I just want to say this here, I've said this on John B. Wells' show. In fact, I'm going on John's show again Monday night with Paul Preston, the president of the New California Movement. And I'm going to talk about your situation a little bit, but this is the deal. Paul's using the affidavit process with sheriffs in California to go after officials who've engaged in corrupt election practices, and he's having success. And here you are, teaching sheriffs how to stand up for what's right I and they're going after Paul and I think this is part of the reason why they came after you they don't want you teaching people how to defend the constitution welcome to the show my friend
1: <laughs> thanks so much uh, appreciate it Dave yeah we do uh, go way back um, yeah um, I've, I've been under uh, extreme attacks uh, the last six seven eight months the last year um I, of course i was trying to get all the sheriffs of the country to stand against the illegal mandates uh regarding covid-19 uh and uh, you know my my supreme court case again i will always harp on the case because it's it's the reason that you and i met it's the reason that we're on the show it's the reason that people have ever heard about sheriff mac i became the first sheriff in american history just from a small county in southeast arizona uh the first sheriff in american history to launch a major lawsuit against uh the president or the federal government it's kind of the same thing president clinton and and his federal government at the time and uh it was to stop the overreach of government uh they threatened to arrest sheriffs if we didn't just fall in line and do what they said and that's and, and that's exactly i'm not exaggerating that's exactly the truth Uh, regarding the Brady Bill and its enforcement. And uh, after I filed the lawsuit, six other sheriffs joined me in the lawsuit from all across the country. And uh, we we won a major uh, uh, decision, a, a ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court, that they agreed that the federal government had no authority to be attempting to commandeer sheriffs for federal bidding. And this literally changed the course of history with gun control, although all of it's back now. But, uh, you know, I've had people, legal scholars and others, tell me that our lawsuit uh, bought us about 25, 30 years on the Second Amendment because it stopped Brady Bills 2, 3, 4, and 5, which were going to completely gut the Second Amendment. And and they were going to – Brady Bill 2 was introduced by Howard Metzenbaum, on march 4th uh, march 14th 1994 just two weeks after i filed my lawsuit against them and uh it didn't get out of committee and one of the reasons why was because number one was in litigation with sheriffs across the country well at that time it was just me i was the only sheriff that had filed And, and about three or four weeks later after i filed then uh sheriff prince from montana filed and he were he and i were the two that went to the supreme court On this case, but all five, all seven of us were were there, uh, and and all seven played a big role in this uh, because we, uh, Sheriff Prince and I, uh, were overturned at the Ninth Circuit uh, in San Francisco, where uh, Sheriff Romero and Sheriff McGee, or or, uh, sorry, Sheriff Coog from Texas and Louisiana, respectively, uh, they won at the Fifth Circuit in New Orleans. So that case is really what brought me to the forefront uh and got me some notoriety and nation, national uh press. But now because we've been so successful, the Southern Poverty Law Center is going after me. Uh they they have for a number of years uh, uh Chuck Tanner who writes for uh, a group that's associated with uh Black Lives Matter really going after me. Uh Because we're doing seminars all across the country, and they they have heard about it. NAACP has gone after me. Um, The Anti-Defamation League, uh, it's really kind of funny. Their name is Anti-Defamation, and yet they have defamed me. They've never, never talked to me or called me, but they lie about me uh, on uh, on national media and every place else they can. And I just wonder why they don't have the decency to call me and say, hey, uh, This is what we've heard about you. Is it true? Uh, They all try to say I'm a racist uh, and, and, and that our whole organization is based on white supremacy. Let me tell you and everybody else, Dave. Our organization was based and founded pursuant to our victory at the United States Supreme Court. We quote that decision. We live by that decision. It is so amazing. And I've asked Sarah Sidner, one of the liars from CNN, who interviewed me in person right here uh, in, my, in my home or my daughter's home. Or my daughter's home was a little bit better for the interview. And basically in my home here. And, and she lied and lied. And, and I told her she was going to lie. And she goes, well, why do you think I'm going to lie? And I said, you work for CNN. <laughs> and her name is Sarah Sidner. And, and, you know, she didn't argue after that, after I told her. I said, I know CNN, so do you. And, and so all these people going after me, uh, and, and national organizations, international organizations, and, and now I have to fight people who claim, uh, to be patriots and, and on the side of the freedom movement. Um, and it's, it's just astonishing, uh, how, uh, the fight among ourselves i believe is going to be our undoing and i'm really i i'm sorry about it i wish it wasn't happening but i'm not going to allow people to lie about me or my organization or my family and and not say anything so here i am today with you
0: yeah well i yeah i'm really familiar you know you're one of the few people to stand up to the clintons and live to tell about it aren't you (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite lines. Yeah, that's a
0: good one. its I remember when we spoke together up in Kingman, you threw that out there, and I thought that's one of the best lines I think I've ever heard. But, um, uh, yeah, you've been standing in the gap for a long, long time. Um, l- let's focus on these allegations for a second. And I want to tell you, Richard, I laughed at them. I said, oh, this isn't real. What is it, Saturday Night Live? I mean, that was that's actually what I said to my broadcast partner, Doug Thornton. I said, I know Sheriff Mack. This is a bunch of crap. This is left-wing conspiracy stuff. And so let's talk about what happened with the frontline doctors, Simone Gold, and that whole thing. Let's get it all out on the record so people can know the truth once and for all.
1: Well, all right. Well, you know, about a year and a half ago, um uh, Dr. Gold uh well about 2 years ago she and I met at an event where I was speaking in Reno. It was hosted by the uh Reno Republican Women. And it was a good turnout and Dr. Gold showed up and she talked and I had really re- admire have been an admirer and fan of hers. I was pleased to meet her. I was pleased that uh, I got to share the stage with her. And uh for, for the work that she had done in exposing the truth about, uh, COVID-19 and the danger of the Vax and the, uh, stupidity of the mask and all the mandates and, uh, she, she really told it like it was and, and, uh, I really admired her. And, and so then, um, along came, uh, January 6th and, and that, that you, you gotta say, well, how does that connect? Well, she actually went inside the Capitol and gave a speech uh, on January 6th. I had told everybody, uh, and I had received numerous invitations to attend President Trump's speech on January 6th. And I will tell you, I told people I thought it was stupid, and that uh, those were the people that were claiming that he was going to uh, declare an insurrection act and, and, and declare that the election was null and void. I said, he's got two weeks left uh, in his term.
0: With com. That's water with com. Save $80 for a short time. I said,
1: I don't see any reason to go and, and get all hot and bothered about something that uh, he, he is not going to change. Uh, did I believe that there was election fraud? Of course, there has been. We just now have seen the Durham report that clarifies there was indeed election fraud, and election engineering by our own federal government, by Hillary Clinton's campaign, and Hillary Clinton personally, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. These are absolutely uh, irrefutable. They did it. Durham showed how they did it. And this is obvious. Election fraud and election engineering and manipulation by the highest parts of, uh, the federal government. So we already know that's the case. I was very suspicious of that all along. I have been saying that the FBI has been totally corrupt for the last 40, 50 years. What they did at Ruby Ridge and committing the murders there, what they did at Waco and committing murders there, what they've done to go after uh, and use their SWAT team going after uh, people like uh, Roger Stone uh, with a 26-man uh, SWAT team going after people of January 6 with SWAT teams when they could have knocked on the door. Any of, any of these incidents, they could have asked the sheriff to go uh, mm-hmm. re- arrest these people. FBI com- completely ignored constitutional law that says uh, extraditions are required they just went and grabbed people all over the country, did no extraditions on any of them, uh, have fabricated evidence of January 6th, have fabricated evidence of, of Waco and and Ruby Ridge and other incidents since then and before then. And so uh Gary Aldrich, a former FBI, did a book about the corruption of the Clinton administration. And now we have four... Whistleblowers from the FBI, from the FBI, saying even more uh, in hearings. And what do you have? Democrats fighting Republicans. Uh, these guys aren't even whistleblowers. Well, obviously, uh, you know, it, it is so stupid and corrupt. Washington, D.C. is beyond corruption. Uh, and, and it is so evil and corrupt. And we only have one answer left, and that is taking our freedoms back protecting our civil and God-given rights, county by county, restoring our Constitution, county by county, one good sheriff working with his people and posse at a time. Now, back to Simone, Dr. Simone Gold. So after this, she and I became kind of friends. Uh, we didn't keep in real close contact, but we, we were friends. And she asked me to be on the board of directors with the AFLDS, this group that she started. And and uh, I was assured by her and, and others there at the meeting I went to in California uh to see what was up and I accepted the appointment to the board of directors. Joey Gilbert was one and he accepted. He had already been working with Dr. Gold on FLDS and I think she helped him with his campaign for governor in Nevada. Which didn't go well and he he wasn't a very good campaigner. He really didn't know what he really didn't know what he was doing. He never ran for office before and did not know what he was doing. Uh, and his people d- didn't really know uh, a lot what they were doing either. But regardless of that, uh, I thought he was an okay uh, guy, uh, n- nice enough, and he was respectful to me. And And the other one was Pastor Juergen Mathesius, and we just called him Pastor Jürgen. Uh And a real good guy, but we were told it would be like a couple of meetings a year and a, a position in name only mostly, mm-hmm. And so I decided to be on it, and then, uh, uh, Dr. Gold took a plea bargain for uh, having, uh, entered this, the Capitol. I told her she probably shouldn't have because there was no criminal intent on her part. All she did was go in there and gave a speech. I thought that was kind of weird. I have actually seen the footage of her giving her speech where there's a, uh, security guard or Capitol police officer standing next to her as she does, does the speech, and there's, uh, people who were trespassing in there, uh, going back and forth behind her, uh, and that's why I kind of thought it was a, a, a weird speech, uh, because there was a lot going on, uh, around her at the time that she gave it. I really am not sure why she ever did that, but she did it. So she pled guilty to a, 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 a basic, n- innocuous trespass, and she got two months in prison. And from what I understand, she wasn't treated very well in there at all. Uh, and Joey Gilbert went to visit her a few times. And uh, to make a long story short there, the board uh, was upset with her boyfriend, uh, John Strand, uh, representing AFLDS. And he wasn't really supposed to be doing that. And I think Dr. Gold probably um, uh, got him doing things that he really shouldn't have been doing. So we... We uh, decided as a board, and it was my recommendation that he be suspended with pay while we checked out some other disciplinary actions against him. And to make a long story short there, we ended up terminating him. Uh, but she wouldn't let that happen, and she wouldn't let it go. And Joey told her what we did in person, in, in in prison when he went to visit her. And then when she got out, she was really ticked, and she was mostly ticked at Joey, and she and Joey started shooting uh, a lot and it got pretty heavy well um, it, it, it kind of went back and forth that she wanted all of us uh, gone uh, and we refused to leave and that went to court and then during all of this uh, I started seeing some things and the the other two members of the board asked me to be president of AFLDS because they really wanted somebody that would come in and shake things up and uh, check out where money was going and check on personnel and and see what was up. And they wanted me to really straighten things out. And I, I'm the only one that really had uh, supervisory experience, management of employees, HR type stuff, uh, having run a jail myself for eight years, and uh, supervised employees, up to 50, 60 people, uh, for a number of years, and been a supervisor also as a police officer, as a sergeant on patrol uh, before that. And, and so I did quite a bit in public administration. And this was very similar. It you know, wasn't rocket science that it was made, made it that big of a difference between a 501c3 and, a, and running uh, a, a, a sheriff's office. Uh, dealing with personnel is dealing with personnel. Dealing with finances is dealing with finances. And so I was getting paid at that point uh $20,000 a month. And uh for the amount of work that it was, uh, it, uh, I thought it was an okay deal. However, I started looking at other salaries, and I started seeing things financially that I did not approve of. And Joey came in and started hiring people right and left. And I questioned it and I, and I uh, was against uh, some of it. And I said, okay, Joey, I'm going to, I'm going to go along with this for a couple of months. Uh, but I'm not, if, 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 if it's not going the way it's supposed to, then we're going to stop it. And that happened to be, uh, Kevin and his team, uh, and they were making 30, 40,000 a month. And in January, I asked all the employees to take a 50% cut in pay. I asked that to Joey. I asked it because he was CEO and he was making 000, twenty five thousand, twenty thousand. It went back and forth, $25, twenty five, twenty thousand a month, and it, 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 all of it. The salaries were crazy high. Well, there was only two people that did that. Dave, <laughs> I have to tell you, me and Adam Fulton are. Corporate lawyer, and he stopped taking a check altogether, and so did I. And I never got paid uh, for February, March, or April because I didn't take it. And these people were saying that I, you know, I was taking money, I was taking, money, and I was getting paid way too much. The position itself, I'm going to tell you right now, I never really got to be president of the organization. And Pastor Yergen agreed with this. I told him I said this is we have been so busy fighting Dr. Gold and and, pers- and pursuing all the requests for litigation and depositions and filing briefs and getting ready for the hearing which was in January it took a, 100% of our time and we and I never really got to be president and everybody knows that because we were so involved and entrenched with the litigation with Dr. Gold. But this is where it gets really serious with what I wanted to do. The, the judge in this case was Judge Thomason in Maricopa County Superior Court. And the first thing he said, he was reprimanding all of us. And he was really chiding us. He says, I cannot believe that you want to put this out public and air all your dirty laundry and make this all go public. He said both sides should be doing everything they can to reach out to each other and settle this amongst yourselves. And then in his ruling, he said the same thing. Now, he gave his opinion, this wasn't part of the ruling, that he didn't think that Joey and I were the two that should be running the organization. Well, first of all, I'll tell you, Judge Thomason knows very little about me, uh, he, he said, oh, well, you know, he knew that I, I worked in law enforcement. I don't believe he knew how long. I don't believe he knew I ran a jail. I don't believe he knew that I was a manager and supervisor of 50, 60, maybe even more employees when it comes to all the volunteers we had. And I'm telling you right now, management of a jail is the epitome of public administration, it is extremely difficult. And to do that uh, is uh, to come out of that is an amazing deal. Uh, the work I did with Earth First protesters and how I kept that peaceful when they came into our county and declared the telescopes being erected on Mount Graham were the number one environmental concern in the world. Well, I've had people from Earth Firsters who I made sure were protected in their right to protest, and I made sure that they weren't attacked by other police, and I made sure there was no police brutality against these people, even though I didn't like any of them and I didn't want them, sure the hell, didn't want them in my county. But everything turned out really nicely. The telescopes were protected. We we kept arrests of the protesters to a bare minimum, and... These people totally respected me and I them. And so all of that put together, the judge didn't know any of that, but he said, in his opinion, not his legal opinion, he just said, and I don't know why he even expressed it, because it was none of his business, but he expressed it, that Joey and I probably weren't qualified to do this. Okay, he's he's entitled to his opinion. However, the judge didn't know this either. At the time he told us, in his ruling and in court, I was the only one that had already been reaching out to Doctor Gold to see what we could do to bring an end to this controversy between the two of us. And and our side. And and so uh both sides got shot down shot down in court because the judge would not uh do an injunction. He had provided no injunctive relief for either side. And so things just went on. But again at the end of his ruling in paper, in writing, he said, we should be solving this issue amongst ourselves, and we should be reaching out to each other. Well, Dave, guess who was the only one who did this? So I kept telling the board and our lawyers, I want to reach out to Dr. Gold. Oh, no, you can't, you can't trust her. No, don't do it. I said, what's it going to hurt? And it was like these people were hiding things, and we had like seven lawyers uh, um, they were either employees or advisors or whatever, like Sally Wagenmaker and her firm and, and, oh, and uh, Bradford and Joey was a lawyer and then Adam Fulton and there were more. And then there was another one that hired on with Kevin with his team. And, it, it, and then Joey, Joey Gilbert wanted to hire lawyers for Kevin and his team. Why? That's Kevin James
0: and his. Yeah. Team. And I said, there's no way. Let, let's And I said, no way. Let's cut right to the point, though. T- talk about your difficulty with Simone Gold and how that got started, how these false accusations against you happened. Well, the only
1: thing that happened between her, and this is a little bit of confusion, because she did come out and say that I uh, inappropriately and even may have mentioned. Uh, extortion or embezzlement but she said in court that she didn't mean that and that there was no way that i had committed embezzlement for her
0: the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie Uh, they have extremely great products as you all know Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow dot com backslash hodges. Use the coupon code hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow dot com backslash hodges. Coupon code hodges.
1: From her, I had asked her for a donation to the CSPOA, and she thought that was inappropriate, and she she got mad once, and I think she said extorted. Well, the only thing we have all that it was done on emails, and it was done on emails, and I I told her that we had a big convention. Uh, coming up and we needed to raise a lot of money and i said but you, any amount that you want to do is is okay and she explained how they uh, to me how they couldn't do it uh and so okay I, I left it at that now people thought that that was what really happened because they got it confused with later joey and kevin and lauren bradford accused me of embezzlement because of what i have here in front of me on my computer screen now, Dr. Gold and I did communicate, and uh, she and I apologized to each other for all the back-and-forth accusations that our side, and, and I did a little bit, not very much, uh, and she did a little bit towards me, but she mostly was after Joey. and And they were bantering back and forth and making all sorts of accusations to each other, how each other misappropriated money and misspent money and blah, blah, blah. Well, I found out that she was right on a lot of sides. There was a lot of dishonesty on our side. And the lawyers were being dishonest. And like Sally Wagenmaker uh, would try to run the board meetings. And she's not a member of the board. She was an advisor attorney. That's it. And then Lauren Bradford, also was secretary and kind of an office manager. No one really knew what she was, but she was a lawyer. And she was doing secretarial work. So right here I have the board minutes that she put together from March 21st where they tried to fire me. And the reason they tried to fire me is I went out to Florida and I met with Dr. Gold and I asked her how we could get this thing settled and get it out of court and settle this amongst ourselves and stop spending all this money. And the thing of it is, Dave, I've got to tell you this. The the, the board that on our side, our side of AFLDS, there's a Dr. Simone Gold AFLDS because she's kept working AFLDS this whole time. She's been traveling around the country, giving speeches, representing AFLDS, and we... In court, we wanted the judge to tell her she didn't represent AFLDS anymore because she resigned from the board. All that was true, but the judge would not do it. So Dr. Gold went right on working AFLDS, raising money. We raised not one cent. We were spending the money from her donors. We were spending the money she had already put out there, and we... Uh, commandeered some bank accounts and we were using those to pay all these exorbitant salaries. Like I said, two of us stopped taking money. Myself and Adam Fulton. Everybody else, oh, they wanted more money, more money. And so it came down that um, our board was getting sick and tired of this. I was getting sick and tired of this. And I came back from... Uh, Florida, and I said, You guys, have we ever thought about just giving this back to Dr. Gold? This is her organization. She formed it. This is the money that she has raised, and we spend it like it's ours. And I said, I'm throwing that out as one possibility that we would just turn it back over to her. If she is successful or not, that'll be up to her. None of you think she's going to be successful. So why don't we just let her have it, and if she drowns in it, she, she drowns in it. But I said, there are other possibilities. We also should, as the judge has suggested, that all of you have been against, and you act like you have something to hide that you don't want to talk to Dr. Gold. Okay, if, if you don't trust her, okay, fine. But the judge told us to do this. And so I suggested that we put together a proposal to her to send to her lawyer. This is what we would agree on as to how we should settle it. And we can all go through the list and show her that we're willing to compromise on some of these things and ask her if she's willing to compromise on others. They wouldn't do it. And so finally, uh, I made it part of the board meeting, but the the minutes here from... Uh, I'm reading the board minutes here whereas the corporation's directors at the beginning of this meeting are Joey Gilbert, Pastor Jurgen, and Sheriff Mack all three directors were present and then she goes on and she says whereas Mack informed Gilbert and Mathisius that he no longer wished to lead AFLDS as a director or officer and that he wanted to cede control over to Dr. Simone Gold that's a lie and this is a fabricated minutes of this meeting so I only gave that as, a, as possibilities in order to appease Judge Thomason and what he told us to do. I never said once that uh, she should be uh, given everything and we just leave and, and walk away. Because first of all, I said I'm not leaving until I see uh, a new position with Dr. Gold and that everything's working out fine, and then I would leave. This I'm just going to leave and turn it over to her was a lie. Uh, Whereas Gilbert Mathisius disagreed with this approach uh, and being in AFLDS best interest as reflected in ongoing litigation. So we're in litigation. The litigation, my friend, uh, Lauren Bradford, who was writing this stuff and lying, the judge told us to do this. And they're acting like it's not in the best interest of, of AFLDS. The judge said it was and yet they're completely ignoring and
0: lying about it. Well, you have to understand, the judge is a federal employee, and you guys represented freedom against tyranny, and that's why the judge threw monkey wrenches into this. That's really clear.
1: Yes, and I don't doubt that. You're right, he was a federal judge. And so, anyway... uh, Whereas Gilbert determined if FLDS interest terminate, they wanted to, she said they wanted to terminate MAC's position as director and president and correspondingly terminate all paid compensation from FLDS to MAC. I had already terminated being uh, paid and, and they didn't even know it. That's how little they knew what was happening with money. She's in charge of the money and she's in charge of keeping those records. And this is March March 21st, dated on this meeting. I hadn't been paid uh, since January. And so I took, so maybe they would even say February. Uh, But, okay, I hadn't been paid since February. So she's sitting there saying stuff. She doesn't even know what is happening in the organization that she's supposed to be in charge of. So, and then uh, they also said that I left the meeting. They didn't tell me the meeting was continuing, and I had to leave for a family emergency, and the meeting had already been going on for an hour. They never put it on the minutes or informed me that they were going to discuss my termination. And so, uh obviously, they're doing this behind my back. And... uh they, she says Gilbert Mathesius, that's Pastor Jurgen, are willing to terminate their governor, governance roles. Okay, so then it said Mac is hereby removed, uh, and then they want to put this, and they get the new board members, all three, and, uh, then she says that Gilbert Mathesius recommend that Kevin Jenkins be appointed as the chief operating Officer, Well, now I have here uh, in my hand a letter from Pastor Jurgen to Warren Bradford, who fabricated these minutes. And he's trying to be nice, so he said, Lauren, there's a couple of discrepancies that need clarifying here. The acceptance of, of Sheriff Mack's resignation, not that he's terminated, but that his resignation from the board of BOD and the role of president, I asked, would be pending a call with Sally, that's the other lawyer. I did not approve making Kevin Jenkins the CEO. After Kevin's poor form on the call towards Sheriff Mack yesterday, it gives me some pause for concern. In fact, Pastor Jurgen said that Kevin Jenkins was never even discussed in the board meeting, where, of course, I wasn't invited. So this, Pastor Jurgen refused to sign these minutes and these resolutions. So I was never terminated, and I was not fired. And then when I saw that they were fabricating minutes and lying and trying to finagle, especially through Joey, to get Kevin Jenkins in as CEO because he needed all this money and... He had already gotten in trouble at another 501c3 that he was involved with. And off the air, I can give you the name of the person. You know her well that he used to work with. And they've been thinking about filing charges against him. Uh, Would that be
0: a politician?
1: uh, No. Okay. Don't think so. Uh, But you definitely know her. Uh, So I was so concerned about the... Illegal possible criminal activity going here, fabricating minutes from a 501c3 board meeting. If you're fabricating minutes, uh, I think you've committed some crimes here. Anyway, we know that this was all illegal. So I was never terminated until March 31st, where they had another sham of a meeting. And Pastor Jurgen had told me, and he just said, he wanted to talk to Sally. Well, he talked to Sally, and Sally completely manipulated him, and he even told me that whatever Sally said, because she's a 501c3 specialist attorney, that he would do. So she they called another meeting, and, yes, I was invited March 31st, and they said that all of us are being uh, dismissed, and we're all resigning. And I said, no, I am not resigning. And... Do you want me to tell you who was running the meeting? Who? Chairman of the board was Joey Gilbert. Did he call the meeting to order? No, he did not. Did Pastor Jurgen? No, he did not. Did I? No. You. Joey could have asked one of us to run the meeting. He never did. Sally Wagamaker ran the entire meeting. I have a, a transcript of the whole thing that I turned over to my lawyer. And I, at one point, I admonished. She threatened to mute me if i didn't shut up and all i was doing was trying to suggest to her what the judge told us to do and two of the other board members is to get that proposal to dr gold's lawyer so that we could do what judge thomason told us to do and that is try to settle this amongst us they uh, she wouldn't let me do it she wouldn't let me make a motion and i said sally you are not a member of this board i am talking to Pastor Jürgen and Joey, and so both of them voted. Supposedly, what the only thing that Sally allowed them to vote on, and that is that we all three would be terminated from the board and three new members put in place. However, remember, remember the meeting on uh, March 21. Pastor Jürgen refused to sign those minutes. And so it was null and void what they had done because none of us signed. Well, guess what? The meeting of March 31st was never signed by any of us. None of us signed off on those minutes or the resolution that we would all be gone. Therefore, that meeting was as null and void as the one on March 21st. And therefore, I believe there's some legitimate call for me, legally, that I'm the only legal board member left. Because none of it ever happened legally.
0: So I'm going to put all this in perspective, because we got a lot of detail here. I get it. I get it. People... But here's... here's Let let me talk as a citizen, looking at this. The frontline doctors... Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, One other thing. Wait, one other thing.
1: Just so you know, I moved $350,000 because I was in charge of these accounts. And it was Free Speech Foundation... DBA, America's Frontline Doctors. That's the bank account. That's our whole organization. That's the 501c3. It's Free Speech Foundation, DBA, AFLDS. Joey and I were signers on these accounts. I transferred $350,000, actually $370,000, to a new AFLDS account. To Frontline Doctors, same thing. They've seen the receipts where I did it. Chase, for some reason, gave them the withdrawal slips. It says that the money is going to Free Speech Foundation. And indeed, it did, but to another bank, where we already had some other accounts. AFLDS did. All I was trying to do was secure money until Judge Thomason could rule as to where this money should go. Lauren Bradford, knowing full well that I had no mens rea, I had no intent to use that money personally and never did. Never even paid myself what was already back owed to me. Never did anything like that. That's all documented. And I took the account information to the detective that they wanted to have me arrested and charged and indicted and all this other stuff. Dave, I have never been charged with anything. And I'm not going to be. Because... There was no criminal intent on my part to try to secure from these crooks and from Kevin and Joey and Lauren, all these crooks that are just spending, spending, spending money that is not theirs, that they never did a thing to earn, and bam. So now Lauren is the corporate lawyer, and she's the one that filed these false charges with the, or false complaint, I should say, because citizens cannot charge anybody they can file a complaint with the police and the county attorney can charge or indict i have never been charged with anything in fact on on they say maricopa law enforcement have gone after mackin and they've gone to his home that's a lie and who's maricopa who's maricopa who's maricopa law enforcement they didn't say maricopa county sheriff's office nobody can document who that is. And the truth of the matter is, they turned it over to Gilbert Police. I went and showed the detective who was following up on the case to try to get rid of it. And he said, in 25 years, I've never seen a case like this go criminal. He said, this is obviously civil. And so I said, well, just, just so you know, here's a copy of the bank statement where the money is. You can see that all the money is there. I haven't used it for myself. It's not in my name. And I will not. The real big liars here and the dishonesty and the, and the misappropriation of funds and the greed and the selfishness was all Lauren Bradford. Her husband also worked as a doctor and he was employed by uh, supposedly AFLDS. Joey Gilbert, Kevin Jenkins, uh, and maybe one or two other lawyers, Sally Wagenmaker. And this was absolute dishonesty that I was not going to go along with anymore, and I tried to secure that money. Since then, they got a new board and got on the uh, Arizona Corporation Commission as the board of directors, and they had somebody go back and trace this account, and they they got all the money back. So it's a moot point anyway, but I can guarantee you, that they have no case against me because they, or they would have already really gone after me because oh the money's missing oh Mac went to Hawaii on this money oh Mac gave it to his grandkids oh Mac get this I never used any of it and they've uh, okay. known that can, from okay. the beginning.
0: I got to bring this to some kind of point here because we're going to be out of time. Um, to me, and I'm going to speak as a citizen here. Okay, these clowns. Took an organization that was defending liberty against tyranny, lockdowns, yes. forced vaccines, and so forth, yes. and they turned it into their own personal jungle. And anyone that wouldn't let them continue to rip off this foundation, uh, they went after. And you were the victim of them going after you. That's that's, that's what I'm hearing. Accurate. And I'm going to tell you, if I'm an average person listening to this, you know, and this may not be popular with you or others. But I wouldn't give a dime to this organization because of how these people ripped it off.
1: Yeah, I, and I have recommended other people continue to uh, donate if you want don't know where it's really happening. Donate to Dr. Gold's, uh, whatever she has her accounts on. Well,
0: what's her, because what's her, uh, we're short on time, so I need to cut to the point here. What's her status yeah. now? Okay, because she started this lawsuit against you and others because she was unhappy that her boyfriend was removed. I get all that. Okay, but where is she at now in terms of helping the people?
1: They're still going. And and I know for a fact I have actually talked to people who are still getting help. Um, She's still working it and still has. She's been appearing with uh, uh, General Flynn and clay clark's uh, tours uh she's still raising money i don't know how much i think it's uh, been diminished because all this as you alluded to is, has hurt her as well and people are wondering what the hell we're doing that's why the judge the judge also said that FLDS would not survive without dr gold uh, i believe that's correct and i believe that if she and i were working together which we have now proposed to do she has dropped me from the lawsuit and I think we could get this thing up and running where people could really trust it, uh, but it's it's hurt both sides. Yeah, Those no, questions. I agree.
0: But here's the deal: don't people like Joey Gilbert and these other cl- people that you mentioned? Shouldn't they be sued for defamation? She sued him for that, and she still. Well, what, she, what about she, Sheriff she, Mack? They defamed you. They yeah. accused you of a crime you didn't commit. They lied yeah, about oh, yeah. the investigation. I have a lawyer working on it. Okay, all right. That's on. what I wanted to hear. Because Definitely. from what you told us here, these people deserve to be sued. Yes, they do. And Lauren Bradford
1: uh, knows that there was no crime committed because none of the money—the money went from one Free Speech Foundation account to the other—and those receipts showed where that money was going. And and it it did. And so I showed that to the detective. The detective told me that he has asked them to fill out paper. And they've never done anything he asked them to do, and I've never been told that there's anything pending against me. No charges have ever been filed. I have not gone before a grand jury. I've not been indicted, and I have never talked to the county attorney or anyone, of of an assistant prosecutor. Nothing has ever come my way on any of that. But that's not what was
0: being said, and and this is no, this I, is what really irritates me. I had people contacting me saying, "Why do you have anything to do with Sheriff Mack? He embezzled all this money, and the police are after him." And <laughs> see, that, does that come from Joey Gilbert? Is that am I reading that right? That came
1: uh, from a talk show host, Raynette Sanum, and and Joey Gilbert a little bit, and Kevin Jenkins more. Kevin Jenkins was on with Rainette. And they spewed out all of this. Um, and I called her and told her, I said, "Rena, I haven't been charged with anything. She was, well, I'm not taking them down. We, you don't know what we know. And I, oh my but, gosh. But I know. I know. She refused to take it down. Some of it's still up, uh, on her podcast. And so I will tell you honestly, I've actually reached out to her. I left her a message before you called this morning and told her that I would like to settle it with her. And, and let's talk it. Let, put me on. Put me on your show, I didn't tell her that yet, but i'm going to ask her let's straighten this out on your show and and expose the truth about all this.
0: She needs to be served seriously yeah, she needs to be served. Yeah these people that got in the way of this organization need to be criminally prosecuted because what what I'm seeing here, when you're on a board, I know a little bit about this because I've been on a board, you have a fiduciary Mm -hmm. interest to the company and and to the people you represent. You are the guardian of the shareholders and when you take money the way you described, if that is indeed accurate and provable, these people could be criminally prosecuted
1: i've said that all along uh, especially when it's lawyers doing it and i actually wrote an email to sally Wagenmaker and told her i said you completely manipulated that meeting i listed four things she did wrong i said you need to take steps to remedy this of course she ignored the whole thing but i'm sending it all to you well, okay
0: you know this as well as i do probably better uh, if this, if you're describing it accurately, and I'm have to take your word for it because I don't know the facts, but if this is as it, you're saying it happened, she practiced beyond the bounds of her competence and her authority, and particularly her authority, and that's grounds for disciplinary action by the bar.
1: It is, and and uh, we're we're uh, pursuing that as well.
0: Okay. Uh, uh- yeah, I want to have an update on this, because see, this is why we went into minutia today, people. I know some people's eyes will glaze over, but let me tell you what just happened here. What happened was an organization that was set up to benefit people against the tyranny of this government, to force vaccines, to wreck lives over noncompliance, lock down people, keep the schools closed, wreck the kids. This organization stood up to that, and these individuals compromised it for their own gain. And, and and honestly i'm gonna be I'm gonna be truthful with you. Some of the blame here belongs with Dr. gold for not defending the institution. She should have been suing the people who misused funds and took these exorbitant salaries
1: it is It is her lawsuit that went before Judge
0: Thomason okay so she well it sounds like you got a bad federal judge that wants frontline doctors to fail. That's my take on this <laughs> It seems to me he wants both sides to fail. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, but let's put it this way. Uh, Federal judges get moved up higher by higher federal authorities, and these federal authorities in control today are Bolshevik communists. And so you've got to play that Bolshevik communist game and subvert the Constitution Mm -hmm. for the benefit of the administration, which means you will comply with all government edicts. That's what I see him doing by not acting in defending the integrity of the organization. He made it worse. He stirred the poop, and it started to stink. That's how I see this from what you said. Very accurate. Very
1: accurate.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to be telling this story far and wide. I'm being very serious. Now, I have no interest in going after Joey Gilbert. That's not my job. My job is to talk about how the public interest was subverted by people who were selfish, and it just really pisses me off. it truly does and I'll tell you what pisses me off too is the fact that they say, "Well, Sheriff Mack did this, and he did that, and there's no substance behind what they said it was bold-faced lies and and you know, I look at this Fox paid a seven hundred and eighty seven million dollars settlement to Dominion, allegedly for defamation. This case is worse. <laughs> Yeah, there's
1: actually defamation here. Um, yeah, there and, and is. Fox sheriff Mac, I'm sorry.
0: We're, we're, we're out of time. I am really sorry. Right. Very quickly, tell people how to find CSPOA so they can give a donation. Well,
1: CSPOA really needs your help. We're really involved in a lot. And so CSPOA.org is where you can join the sheriff movement to protect America and return our Constitution. Okay by like
0: All right, well, thanks for coming on, Sheriff Mack, and good luck with this, and let's hope these people get what they deserve. Take care. Thanks so much, Sheriff. Bye-bye.